When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Ashes. We will focus on the Ashes now. Um, first test is at Edgbaston. Um, is it Birmingham? Is that where it is, Edgbaston is? Birmingham. Birmingham, sorry. <laughs> the Australian English slang. I might, I might need to be more English, James. Yeah, um, yeah like, like that there's, will happen. There's always hope for you. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on that. So, so to the to the Ashes uh, in Edgbaston, um, very short turnaround, James. Now, England have had a week's break. Yeah. This is like a back-to-back test for Australia. Yeah. Uh, as we know, Dashes go for five five series. Um, so, and personally, I think Cummins won't play all four, well, if you want to include this test, six tests in a row. I don't think Stark will play six tests in a row. I don't think um, Boland will. I think the only bowler that probably will is Lyon. But England have that advantage. They have that week's break. Now, they've brought in Maureen Ali, which has, again, caused huge debate on the social medias. For one, where do you start with that? Is that a good inclusion or would start, you start with the easy skin? one? Start with the yeah. easy question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I really, I love Moen Ali. I just don't think Moen Ali loves test cricket. You know, there's a reason yeah. why he retired. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe the, maybe his juices have been um, uh, flowed a little bit by the fact that basketball has been quite exciting and there seems to be a really exciting vibe around England's team at the moment. But mm. yeah, I, I mean, I, and he, when was the last time he bowled a red ball? When was it was the last time he took a load of wickets in cricket? When was the last time he bowled well? We're talking quite a long time ago now. And obviously he's a, he can come out and he can flash that blade and he can hit it um, very sweetly, Moeen can. I mean, I know why they've done it. If, we, if you think about the positives, he's got plenty of experience. He's not a bad off spinner and he can provide lower order and, and injection. With, you know, he can continue the aggression further down the order because he can score quickly. But if we look yep. at the negatives, you're taking somebody out of retirement who's really got his calendar sorted out for doing the, the white ball franchise yep. stuff uh, and seemed quite content doing that until they until they phoned him up. And it doesn't send out... I mean, there's two two sides to this next statement. It doesn't send out, and send out a great statement to all of the other English spinners out there who are... No, it doesn't. I'm going to mention that, yeah. Yeah, who are toiling away in county yep. cricket and red ball cricket, yep. doing the hard yards... Yep. Um, all the overs in the dirt and stuff like that to try and get the selectors to notice them. Having said that, the flip side of that last statement is there aren't that many of them who are really going, selectors, selectors, notice me, yeah. which is why they've gone back to mowing because there's no yeah. obvious replacement. You know, it's, yeah. I, I don't think Jack Leach is um, the greatest test bowler of all time, but he's, he's made himself into a, into a decent test bowler. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's above average... Uh, and this this sounds like I'm knocking him, and I'm not certainly not. He's made the most of what he's got, 
He's taken wickets and he's got quite a lot of experience himself now and he's become England's number one bowler and I've got no issue with that at all. Some days he makes me scratch my head a little bit, other days I'm really impressed with him. Um, we had a chat last time um, about whether Australia would have gone after him and I'm sure they would. Um, it, it would, and we'll never know whether we were right or wrong about whether we'd be able to stand up to that or not. Um, but they'll go after Moen. They will go after Moen. Yeah, they will. Yeah, it's, it remains to be seen because he's got no nothing behind him in terms of form at all when it comes to red ball cricket and in terms of bowling long spells and in terms of being out there all day. And you know, so it's going to be a big test for Moen. I mean, mm. he's had tests before and he's come through them, but it's going to be a big ask. And and, yeah, oh. there's, and there's no more pressurised test match. Um, situations in the ashes. No, none at all. <laughs> no, I, I, I listened to your podcast. You, you mentioned the quote that I said to you about Ben Stokes. Uh, sorry, Ian Bill wasn't Ian Bill was Jonathan Trot, and I was the cook. Where he wouldn't take those players, he'd keep Zach Crawley and players like that. And I'm not knocking your your two mates on that show, and they kind of agreed with Ben Stokes. Uh, I think they both said because of philo- philosophy. And all that, you know, that's their plan A. If if I'm a county batsman, if I'm averaging, let's say, 45, but my strike rate is 60 have, or 50. You have to, say, have to say batter these days, Lucas. Yeah, 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 batter. And Ben Stokes said that. I think I've got better chance of playing for Man City, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, like that, 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 that cannot be right, surely. I mean, well, what, I think you, to be honest, I think you're both right. In terms of the guys last night, and yeah, you know, I can see the argument um, that Ben Stokes, Brendan McCullum have got this philosophy. This is how we play. This is what we, what we want our players to do, um, and therefore we want players that can take the attack back to the the opposition. Yeah. And an Alistair Cook, a Jonathan Trot. There was one other as well. Who was the other one? Um, and Mike Atherton. Um, yeah, wouldn't yeah. wouldn't wouldn't fit that um, wouldn't fit the mould, and therefore probably wouldn't be called up in this current this current mm-hmm. regime. I guess I mean if if you if if you're going to live by the sword, you die by the sword. If that's going to be your philosophy, if that's going to be what Ben Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum at the moment are providing massive entertainment for the English public. Yeah. They are winning yeah. Test matches, and they are winning them in style. They are playing yeah. a brand of cricket in a Test match arena that nobody else has ever played. Yeah, that's all undeniable. Yeah. Um, and agree. The Aussies are going to be a big test for whether that's going to work against a high quality bowling attack. But at the moment, it's successful. Yeah. And yeah. on that basis, you can't you can't knock them because they yeah. are picking the team to do to fulfil that you know, fulfil yeah. what's asked of them and play attacking cricket. On the yeah. on the flip side, I agree with you as well. I agree with both. I think you can have actually yeah. agree with yeah. both sides of this. Yeah. Um, I find it um, baffling that three of the best batters that England have had in recent times, Mike Atherton was a a very, very solid opening batter at a time where England were not having a huge amount of success. Jonathan Trott was a very stoic, you know, who who played brilliantly, you know. Crucial part, he was a crucial part of the 2012 win in Australia. Absolutely. They wouldn't wouldn't have won that Ashes without him. Yeah. Uh, And equally, Alistair Cook. Um, yeah, scored more runs in Test cricket than any other English player. That's no routine. And still, and, and still doing that, James. I noticed that hundred. Yeah, yesterday yeah. he scored. Yeah, uh, you wonder if he'd. Um, I'll show you Stokesy, um, but um, I, <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, and you, and you could be right on all of these. I mean, if England yeah. have, have had this same revolution yeah. 
at the start of Alistair Cook, Jonathan Trott's career, they would have probably won a load of test matches playing this way. Mm. And we would never have seen Alistair Cook and Jonathan Trott playing test cricket for England. So we would never have noticed that we missed them, would we? Because we would be celebrating somebody else but playing really well. That'd be actually interesting. Let's say if Alistair Cook said that I'm, I'm, I've scored a hundred. I feel great. I'm ready to play. I'm ready to come out of retirement. Yeah, that that would be absolute mind. That would be a, as big of a shock as Alistair Cook saying, "I want to play cricket again." Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. I asked um, Phil on the podcast, he's an Essex uh, supporter, Obviously, yeah. Alistair Cook is uh, Essex is his county. Yeah, uh, I said, would you take Zach Crawley um, into Essex if uh, as a replacement for Alistair Cook? And he just laughed and said, "No chance." <laughs> Alistair Cook, Alistair Cook's yeah. Zach Crawley at the moment is not yeah. fit to lace Alistair Cook's yeah. boots when no. it comes to. And he would say that, you know, but I'm sure if Zach Crawley was sat next to me now, as well as strangling me for some of the other stuff I've said in the past, he would also agree with me that he's yeah. not in the same league. Um, in terms of his test record as Alistair Cook. (laughs) Um, So to actually have a situation where an England captain and an England coach would be picking Zach Crawley over Alistair Cook baffles me. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, Alistair Cook, stay retired because you're not going to get picked. Uh, (laughs) Or come back and score loads of runs against these a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You won't get picked, trust me. I don't think Cookie wants to get picked. I think he's quite happy doing what he's doing these days. Mm. Yeah, we're scoring, scoring runs. Well, well, incidentally, he'd be probably still the best opener in England's cricket right now. Incidentally. I mean, get, get, going back, I mean, just to kind of go elsewhere from Alistair Cook for a second, um, Sam Hayne at Warwickshire is scoring runs left, right and centre. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he scored, um, did he get 100 yesterday, I think? He, um, against Notts, against Nottingham, yeah, I think he did, yeah. Um, yeah. And it, that's not his first of the season. He's a very, very fine player, Sam Hayne, and has been for some time. Um, he doesn't score fast enough to come into this no. uh, this England mm-hmm. Test team. Um, there's a few out there that are scoring quite a lot of county runs, yeah. but certainly if you if you listen to what Ben said in that, to Ben Stokes said in that um, that interview with NASA, Hussain, yeah. then yeah, none of them have got a chance to play. Might as well just and say, well, we're county cricketers forever. And when and when he said that, he wasn't joking. He meant that. He really he really believes in what. But ultimately. Ultimately, just to kind of one final point, the that there is a danger with Basball that we're all getting too excited. Yeah. And it's been going on for a year and it's been a spectacular year. Stokes' yeah. record as captain has been superb. His captaincy of the team has been has yeah. really surprised me. I think he's been yeah. A1 brilliant. You know, I was a little bit unsure about how he would how he would do it. And I he has been um, absolutely brilliant as captain. They've got no, I can't fault him. 
And and Brendan McCullum's come in, and I could say the same about him. Mm. At the moment, the report cards at parents' evening is, hi, mum and dad, both Brendan and Ben are doing absolutely brilliantly. They're heading to Oxford, Cambridge. They're going to have a stellar careers, 100% all the way through their exams. But if we, you know as well as I do, the ashes is the most important. I wish it wasn't. I, part of me really wishes it wasn't. Don't get me wrong, I love the Ashes. It's going to be brilliant. The next next few weeks is going to be absolutely superb. Yeah. England against India is great. England against New Zealand is great. I think we've put too much, almost put, it's like some people only support cricket during the Ashes and only support England during the Ashes. Um, and I wish people would just love test cricket in general. But yeah. the Ashes, so there is, but the point is that there's a huge amount of stock in how well you do in an Ashes series. Yeah. Uh, Harry Brook, who's had a stellar start to his England career, if yeah. he fails over the next six weeks, it's like 20 steps back for him in terms of his reputation. If he succeeds over the next six weeks, yeah. he's going to be the best thing in the world. You know, his reputation is going to be bonkers. Uh, and that's the same for all of the players. You have a good Ashes, you can be forgiven all sorts of stuff in the past, you can be forgiven all sorts of stuff in the future. You're going to be an Ashes yeah. hero. Um, and that matters, um, you know, there seems to be more, far more brownie points in that than anything else. Um, but the flip side is, if Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum's basball doesn't work over the next six weeks, if Australia are suddenly 2-0 up after two test matches, yeah. and England have been bowled out for 75 um, on two successive day one yeah. mornings, <laughs> because they've basically tried to take the attack to a very, very good bowling attack in Pat Cummins, and Boland, Stark, whoever. Supporters are fickle. Supporters that can change their mind. There'll be a lot of people saying, I've told you all the way through, Buzzball's a mistake. I've yeah. told you, you know, they'll, you'll probably find them um, front row of the Oval last last summer, bouncing around with the Buzzball T-shirt on, but they will be straight on social media saying, told you, yeah. been telling me for months it's a mistake. Um, it's never <clears> going to work against the quality opposition because it's not only Australia, it's then India away. Um, for England so yeah, yeah. Two of the toughest series they're going to have mm. so Basball you know if Basball comes through that if Basball comes through five test matches against Australia and then comes through four test matches in India and he's unscathed then wow we have got an exciting future for English test cricket I yeah. think there is just as much chance that it could go flat on its face a few times yeah people will start to doubt it and then all of a sudden the likes of Sam Hain and the likes of not necessarily Alice Cook anymore, but his equivalent of, say, yeah. um, Compton at Kent, might suddenly become a little bit more pickable because they might provide yeah. a little bit more solidity in the top of the order, etc. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's in, you know, in terms of how this series is set up, there are so many questions. There are so many things we're not quite sure on. It's two very, very good sides coming up against each other. Australia off the back of... Um, winning the World Test Championship, England off the back of a stellar 12 months where Basball has, has just delighted everybody, English anyway. Uh, you know, all of those little personal battles inside that, some people making their early forays into Ashes cricket, some people are seasoned pros yeah. like Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson and David Warner and Steve yeah. Smith. So it's good, you know, there are so many little battles, you know, um, David Warner to be reunited with yeah. Stuart Broad and now that's yeah. going to happen. You know, 2019 wasn't the best for David Warner. No. He, he could use the next six weeks to get his revenge in, in, in style. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's, there are so many questions. But the biggest yeah. one, the biggest question of the lot to be answered over the next six weeks, possibly even the next two or three weeks, is can England play buzzball against Australia? 
Yeah. They've played it against everybody else they've played, yeah. and it has worked. Australia have yeah. got a very, very, very fine um, yeah. pace attack. And, and we've talked about the pressure of the Ashes. England are set up to be on the front foot, to play, to yeah. take the aggressive route, to be to try and dominate, to try and take the um, the game away from the, their opponents. With all due respect, against some of the smaller Test nations England have played basketball against, even against Pakistan away, it's not that it's not as hard to do it there when you've got full belief in what you're doing. It's working, yeah. and you've got Brendan McCullum saying, "There's no hassles here if you yeah. fail." That frees people up to have a very clear head and to go out there and play very well. In a pressure cooker Ashes series, what's going to interest me interest me most, as an Englishman, I don't want this to happen, but as a cricket nutcase who just loves the psychological as well as the physical manifestation of our great sport, if England have a, a, a dodgy time, I'm going to be fascinated to see how they respond. Yeah. How, what, does Ben Stokes take a step back? Do any of that England eleven start to maybe just doubt themselves a little bit? Does Brendan McCullum just say, keep the foot to the floor, boys, I believe in you? How do they come through that? If it fails again, do they then ask the question again or do they carry on, carrying on, carrying on playing basketball? It's going to be fascinating. How do Australia cope with basketball? Do they play solid enough cricket where, you know, England might take a day and a half to score 700. Australia yeah. might take three days to score 700. But... Yeah. He either could win you a test match. So do Australia just play the Australian way or do yeah. they try and go up a gear to match Basball a little bit? Because I reckon that could be Australia's biggest mistake. If they, if no, they play well, become more aggressive, that might be their biggest mistake. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. Well, Australia's way is to play aggressive no matter, no matter what, what's happening in, on the other side of the field. But you, um, that's their nature. Oh, there's Just, aggressive and there's, yeah. there's buzzball. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, okay. obviously, yeah. But we've I've mentioned this on other podcasts now. A good point you mentioned up. If if it, if it goes wrong at the start, what will happen? Now, Mitchell Stark made a quote saying, "If they're down five for fifty, are they going to come out swinging?" He said, "No, they absolutely no. will." Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so. Yeah. The the danger with yeah. with a comment like that is, yeah, buzzball isn't just about swinging. Yeah. Basketball is about playing defensive shots with a positive manner. Yeah. Basketball's, it might be that you're, you know, when you've got a fork in the road in a, in a cricket match, and there's many, aren't there, where you have to make a choice yeah. about how you're going to play the next over, how you're going to play that spinner, what are you going to do in this situation? We're 50 for five. How do we play this, Lucas? What are we going to do? Yeah. Basically, basketball, when you've got the two choices, is taking yeah. the more positive of the two choices. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're going to hit every ball for six and try and swing no. at uh, yeah. everything Josh Hazelwood sends down at you. It just means you're going to look to try and score. Yeah. You're going to look to be a little bit more aggressive than just to try and block it, block it, block it for half an hour, which would have been yeah. um, some teams' tactics in the past and England's team's tactics in the past. Yeah. Kind of, We'll be happy with three runs in the next 30 minutes as long as we survive. Yeah. This team will hit yeah. boundaries. This team will you know, run the quick singles. They'll come back for twos and stuff. So it's not and just about having a swipe. No. And I've, I've mentioned this on, on, other, on other podcasts with you that this is the first team also that they'll come against that plays naturally aggressive. They played Pakistan naturally mentally weakened team. That's no disrespect to their players, but that's, that's the way their team is. Um, South Africa... Doesn't sound disrespectful at all, that, Lucas. Yeah. South Africa defensive team, India defensive team. There was cracks in New Zealand, James, where they did get exposed. Now, I said, and I said this also in the podcast, the first test they made, that wasn't a traditional New Zealand pitch. Yes, there was grass, 
but it wasn't a, a complete, like, you, at times you say, oh, where the hell's the pitch? It wasn't that pitch. So it, mentally it can get in your heads. Now, New Zealand corrected that. They, they thought, well, let's go back to what we'd know. And we also remember that was an absolute all-time classic test match. Yeah. Um, so it can get into the heads of, of, of teams, but Australia play natural attacking cricket. They don't play baseball, but they're naturally aggressive scorers. David Warner's an aggressive, you know, Travis Head. They, 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 have, they, have got their, they have got their play, Alex Carey. They have got players that can take the game away from you as quick as England can. But what what I would do if I was the yeah. Australian management, yeah, I would say don't let you know as batters in our side, yeah. don't watch them bat, don't look yeah. at how they're doing it. I mean, look yeah. at how they how they struggle, yeah. how they're scoring runs on this pitch because you can learn yeah. from the pitch. But yeah. if they're scoring at seven and over, yeah. don't go out there and try and score at seven and over. If your natural yeah. scoring rate is three and a half and over, score at three and yeah. a half and over. Score at three and over. Do whatever makes you um, and makes the test innings for you, yeah. um, because. <clears throat> England are apparently, you know, ordering dry, hard. I mean, it's not going to be difficult. It's absolutely glorious in England at the moment. It's yeah. about 26, 27, where I am, blue sky, baking these pitches. Absolutely glorious. Um, yeah. So it's, um, these pitches are going to be hard. These pitches are going to be fast. These pitches are going to be good batting tracks, potentially. The, the, the pitch we saw in the World Test Championship, that's not going to be the pitch in the first test. I can I can guarantee that they're not they're not going to leave grass on 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 a pitch like that like they didn't. No, there's no way because if they lose the toss, and Australia have got dead accurate bowlers like Boland Cummins, they're going to have an. They're not going to do what India did, James. They're going to have an absolute field day, and they're not going to basketball those kind of bowlers on that pitch. There's no way think, in hell. I think they've ordered batting tracks. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think yeah, you know, Australia but, can. Australia have got some good batters. I mean, just going down the Australia, I mean, I, I can't see there's going to be any difference yeah. in yeah. Australia's teams in the batting um, side of things as, the, as played against India with Kawaja yeah. and Warner opening the uh, batting, Labashain yeah. at three, Smith yeah. at four, Travis yeah. Head at five, yeah. Freshman at fantastic innings, Cameron yeah. Green will be at number six as their all-rounder, yeah. um, Alex Carey mentioned there um, yeah. as the wicketkeeper bat and then you've got the, uh, yeah. the bowlers to come with... Uh, yeah. Some of them um, can bat as well. So, and yeah. there's plenty of batting in that Australian lineup. So, and, if if England do um, roll out some, you know, really tasty batting tracks that are good for England to, in inverted commas, tee off from, yeah. Uh, yeah. they're going to be good for Australia to bat on as well. It's going to make yeah. it very hard for the and, likes of Jimmy and Stuart Broad, etc. And we we have to remember, baseball only works as when they're batting. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't help them when they're bowling, James? Well, I, won't, I disagree with that a little bit. And Ben Stokes is a very attacking captain. Oh, with his fields, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I agree with that. But, you know, it's not like they can bowl six short balls in an over, you know, because obviously the laws of the game won't let you do that. But they, they can't be that aggressive compared to their batting where they can, you know, play, as you said, defensive shots aggressively. Like Australia's game plan will be based on bowling and batting. Yeah. Well, I mean, England will think about the bowling. Yeah. They're not just going to walk out there and just kind of throw it together. They'll they'll have long team bowling as yeah, well. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the um, the English people are able to think, Lucas. Frustration for me sometimes is that I mean, it happened under Root and it's happened under Stokes as well. Is England have a plan A, and if that works, then fantastic. If it doesn't yeah. work, you end up having those six or seven overs, and sometimes longer than that, where suddenly somebody's tasked with being the enforcer coming into bowl short. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But when it doesn't work, it can look very, very messy. Australian batters are pretty good at playing the short ball. So that could be an interesting dynamic as well. If, if, it, if, if Australia do, say it's a corking batting track at Edgebaston, 
and Australia win the toss and bat first and England get a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of um, Australia getting away from them. You know, short bowling and stuff against the Australians on a yeah. with a blue sky and stuff might not be the, yeah. the cleverest of tactics. We can go into individual players here, but that's why I think Mark Wood will be extremely effective on those. If they're going to make pitches like that, Mark Wood has to play all five tests. Now, look what he did in the Ashes. In two, well, uh, Mark Wood won't play all five test matches. Yeah, obviously because of health injury, he hasn't bowled much. But Mark Wood was their best bowler in Australia, by a mile, James. It wasn't even close because the pitches were hard. It suited his bowling. He bowls a heavy ball, if you know what I mean. Uh, it was. It felt, it's not just heavy. It's yeah. very fast. Yeah, it's well. He had, the, he had the pace to penetrate the pitches. So if England are going to go down that route, they're going to need bowlers. Now, there's no drop for Archer. There's no Ollie Stone. They're going to need bowlers that are going to penetrate those pitches, James, because Nathan Lyon, Ollie Robinson... Ben Stokes, Mitchell Stark have said, oh, we we, we can beat them 5-0. But g- genuinely, Australia do think they can win 5-0. But I I, I I believe that as well. I believe that if, if there was ever going to be a series, we'd win 5-0 in England to be this much because of the baseball technique. Because if it all goes wrong, they're going to still going to go with it. There is as much chance of you winning 5-0 as England <laughs> winning 5-0. Well, I, I, I disagree with that, James. I, I don't think well, we're going to win 5-0. You're wrong, then. Yeah, you're wrong. I, I don't think we'll win five 0 but I think this is the oh, best series we can just, win five. You just, said, you, you just said you will. Oh well, then we will then. But uh, what what <laughs> what I'm really fearful, James, is if we if we make dead pitches like we see in Pakistan, I'm worried that we could see draws here, and that's not what the game. That's not what this series needs. If this if this ends in like a one-one draw, which is possible, James, very there possible. Be, there won't be dead pitches. Oh, they'll, I, I hope they'll not. Be, they'll be batting. Yeah. They'll be batting tracks. There'll be some life in them. Yeah. And the, oh, um, yeah. I, I think the the biggest the biggest. Um, I mean, I know I know. There's some bookmakers are offering no draws draws in the series at half decent prices, specials, and things like that. No. Um, I think there might be. I mean, yeah. I just mentioned the weather's absolutely cracking at the moment. As soon as I get off yeah. the phone, so you're off out for a walk. I think that the, the probably the more likely route to a draw, unless the weather breaks up, yeah. which you could yeah. do, it's England, is for it to be a, an awesome batting track for yeah. Australia to kind of score um, mm. 550 or something across two days, then England yeah. to score 550 across one and a half days, yeah. and then the teams bat it out. And for just basically yeah. the five days not to be long yeah. enough. I mean, the yeah. way Ben Stokes has tackled... Test matches as a captain, and it's funny actually. I saw a um, quote from Joe Root the other day who said he's he's captaining far better than I ever did. Um, yeah. But the, um, their tactics kind of take the draw out of the equation. There was one of the games in Pakistan, I think it was. It was any other team playing that game would have would have drawn it. Teams would have just batted out, and it'd been a boring draw. But what yeah. Basball brought to that was um, England came out, scored runs at a ridiculous yeah. rate, and yeah. managed to have enough time to win the match. Yeah, and but they so they're taking the draw tend to they tend to be taking the draw out of the equation. But yeah. this is why I think it's actually it would make sense for Australia to play maybe slightly more conservatively than they usually do. I'm not saying don't play aggressive cricket, yeah. and certainly some of the players in that side probably wouldn't be able to play less aggressive cricket. Yeah. But I think if they try and match England basketball wise, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Um, but taking time out of the game and frustrating England actually yeah. dilutes Basball because the whole point of Basball and Ben Stokes and how he looks at it is that he he wants to try and take the draw out of the equation, win within four yeah. days, 
and move on to the next test. They don't mind if they lose. They've said that a lot, you know, part, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword stuff. If these tactics are going to be entertaining, we're here to entertain, that might lead us to lose a few times. But I think um, the best way for Australia to play this, this series is to blunt England by batting long. And I don't necessarily yeah. mean bat massive, but bat long in terms of yeah. time. Because the, the longer you take out the game, if you can bat for two days and then England have only got three days left to win the game, and then if England can't quite score as quickly against Cummins and Co as they have been doing against some of these other countries, then the draw start, starts to come into the equation. And Stokes may be forced to take a few more risks to try and energise Basball and then to win. And that's where Australia might be able to capitalise, I think. Right. I, I, I do hope there is life because I, I don't... I don't want to see three draws or whatnot. That, that wouldn't do this series a world of good. It wouldn't do Test Cricket a world of good. The Cricket Badger Podcast is fueled by coffee. Take a look at cricketcoffeeco.com for some excellent speciality coffee for cricket badgers. Expertly roasted and ethically sourced, the coffee is fantastic. Cricketcoffeeco.com. Quote Badger with your order and you'll get 10% off. I agree that people are saying that this is the most anticipated series test at Ashes in history. I agree with that because England are, England are almost like the new kids on the block with the way they're playing with this yeah. basketball style. It's, it, the, as far as tactics go, it's unheard of. Yeah. You know, white ball tactics, yeah, but not in, not in test match cricket. And then you're playing against the might of Australia who are naturally aggressive. So I, I agree with that. It is, it is one of the most anticipated series in Ashes history. I've, I hope it is. To, I've not looked forward to an Ashes series as much as this for... Yeah. I, can't, oh, I, can't, yeah. Remember, I can't remember the last time oh. I looked forward to an Ashes test as, as much as this. It's uh, because yeah. they... I mean, I kind of do quite a lot of work in commentary in mm. cricket. I do a lot of work in commentary. Mm. See yeah. a lot of cricket. And you... Not, it sounds like I'm getting bored of it. I'm not at yeah. all. But it's kind of series kind of follow each other quite quickly. There's a lot of cricket played in the calendar. So you can never get too much anticipation because there's always yeah. seems to be cricket somewhere. So your appetite is never denied you for a while, is it? You're never denied food um, in terms of cricket yeah. for a while. So you're never that hungry for it because there's always cricket yeah. being played. Whereas I'm really hungry for this Ashes series. I can't yeah. wait to start. It's going to be brilliant. As I said, there's I so, many, so many yeah. things I, I don't quite, yeah. I'm not quite sure how they're going to happen and I'm really looking forward to seeing how they're going to happen. Just get out the fast forward button and fast forward four days, James. That would be, uh, be absolutely fantastic. Um, we'll start wrapping it up. That's, that's, what, actually, that's the definition of buzzball, fast forwarding through mm. the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say we'll start wrapping this up. Before we do, uh, the first test, uh, who, do you, who do you expect to, to play uh, with the bowl? Is it Anderson and Broad? Will they play? I, I, I guess a lot of it will be how well Anderson and Robinson are. Yeah. Um, because obviously they missed the Irish Star test. Robinson, match. yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, missed the Ireland test match because of uh, of niggly injuries, as I understand it. I've seen Anderson bowling um, and he looked yeah. okay. I've seen Ben Stokes yeah. bowling and he looked okay as well because that's going to be uh, you know quite key to England, I think, how many overs Ben yeah. Stokes can bowl because he obviously provides quite a bit of balance to that side when he can bowl, um, even if it's just sort of 10 or 12 overs in the innings, it just gives uh, gives the other bowlers a bit of a rest. And with Mo and Ali coming back into test cricket and maybe having to, he might need a little bit of time to find his feet back on the test stage. You know, ben Stokes bowling a few overs might be quite crucial. So that's going to be interesting. But I think, I mean, Stuart Broad, I saw an interview with him because you remember last time he was left out of the first test 
and there was a massive hoo-ha and he he did yeah, a interview yeah. where he spat his dummy out basically had a bit of a tantrum um, I think I think that was the, incidentally the one innings where Warner made his 50 because Broad wasn't playing I seem to recall at the time I could just see what they were doing I don't, I don't know if it was just a lack of communication from the selectors at the time or, or whatever it was but or whether it was Stuart Broad just trying to divert attention or something. But they were always going to rotate the the, the seam attack because it was quite a condensed series then and, and give the likes of Jimmy a test off here and there. And Stuart, I just think it just started off last time with Stuart Broad having a, one of his mm-hmm. test matches off right at the start. So And they'd worked out where they wanted key bowlers to play as the series went through. And Stuart Broad not playing in that first test match meant he could play then in subsequent ones and they... Uh, and they changed the attack that way. They might well do it this time. So I, I think um, it'd be interesting to see if they, if Chris Wokes plays at Edgbaston. It's his home ground. Warwickshire is being is his county. Ollie Robinson, I think, is now the real deal in Test cricket. He's uh, he's certainly ready to take over. You know, fitness permitting, certainly ready to take over from Jimmy. Should Jimmy decide to uh, step down at any stage in the near future, or in the in two or three years, whenever it is, because he's uh, was he now eighty eight or eighty nine, um, and the um, whether they need pace, quite the pace of Mark Wood or something, at Edgebaston, possibly not. Um, it might be that they give Mark Wood a little bit more time to get ready to play in the subsequent game. So yeah, I mean that doesn't really answer your question. I've just kind of run through the p- potential England bowlers yeah. and, and given you a little bit of an idea of what I think, That's but good. I don't I, I don't know because we don't quite yeah. know exactly how they are. Uh, a lot, also a lot of debate with Australia's test attack. Uh, one bowler's came under huge scrutiny as Mitchell Stark, um, who did not play the best test um, in the World Cup World Cup final, if you want to call it that. Didn't bowl the best. Has never been really good in England, James. Never statistically, never been that good. He was pretty um, good in the T um, Twenty Blast for Yorkshire that season. But anyway, carry on. Well, I was unaware. I was unaware he even played in that, James. Um, yeah. Yeah, David Miller and Mitchell Stark were the two overseas signings in 20, 2012. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. So 2012. I thought you meant recently, James. I was going to. I was going to. I was going to say. Um, well, as you know, Mitchell Stark doesn't play IPL no more because he he said that he wants to, um, in a quote, save his Test career or yeah, you know, extend it. He's hardly um, ever played IPL. He's always been signed, no. but never played for some reason. He's always found a way out of it, isn't he? I wonder if Mitch has got a uh, very good uh, insurance company that pays out on him not playing in the IPL, regardless <laughs> of what his reason is. But anyway, must be all those car adverts he does in Australia. Uh, <laughs> be like David Warren. Need a big car. He's got, a, he's got very long legs. He, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I think that's why he only drives um, SUVs, James. Be like David Warner with these LG TVs. Um, but in all seriousness, no, Stark is, Stark is an issue, but I think you need, as much as he is an issue, you need him because he has the pace to penetrate pitches, reverse swing, which is crucial. Yep. We saw that in Pakistan. His reverse swing yeah. in Pakistan was, was crucial. Left arm as well, isn't he? So it kind of yeah. just gives you an extra extra um, yeah. string to your attack, yeah. doesn't it? I, yeah. And I think with, with Mitchell Stark as well, you get, maybe get a, a dodgy spell from him every now and again yeah. but when he gets yeah. it right then he can get it very right he can take you three or four very quick wickets if he just yeah. click, clicks and you know so that, that it's worth maybe having a, a spell where these six overs go for sort of 35 or something because he yeah. comes back for the second one he might suddenly take three for yeah. three for 12 and open up the uh, open up the innings 
he's a type of bowler I think England will target. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you, you, then, I'm not sure if you've seen much of Scott Boland. You, you obviously you watch this test. I saw his perception. Sorry, I've seen quite a bit of him actually because I watched yeah. him when he when he had that uh, stellar debut. Um, watched him in the. Oh World yeah, sorry, I forgot about that, James. And um, uh, well, he, he's yes. the sort, sort of bowler that looks tailor made for England. There was perception around him that he he's a dibbly dobbler bowler. He only bowls eighty miles per hour. It's not the case, James. He was bowling 140, 142, 140, 142 kilometers or eighty five miles per hour in the World Test Championship. He's more than that, James. And yeah. I, I I don't see England targeting him. It, it's it's more like if you miss, well, I hit. He's that kind of bowler. He's absolutely dead. He's, statistically, he's more accurate than Hazelwood. Way more yeah. accurate. Um, I, think he's, I think he's very good. And I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think we'll see, because yeah. um, Hazelwood's not quite fit yet, is he? So, no, no. He's not, he's he won't play the first yeah. yeah, so Boland's bound to start. Yeah. And Edge Buster might suit Scott Boland as well. Yeah. And he, he, he could make it very difficult because, I mean, if Hazelwood's yeah. fit for um, the second test mm-hmm. and Scott Boland's had a great game at, uh, yeah. <clears throat> at Edge Buston, it might make it tough. Yeah. But I think I think both sides... Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll see too many changes in the batting mm-hmm. ranks as we go through. No, no. Partly because there's not too much time for anybody to really do anything to either show what they can do from the no. county scene, but also... To kind of change, it's going to be so thick and fast. They'll just probably stick to yeah. the same batting, unless there's, unless um, somebody just has like six consecutive ducks, and they might look to change him. But that's very unlikely. I think the bowlers, both attacks in the bowling departments, will change. Maybe if Warner has a couple of bad tests, but even then, I don't, I don't think they'll change. Um, well, they didn't change it in the 2009 Ashes. Why would they change it now? If if um, there was uh, an issue with David Warner or a another. Is it Marcus Harris that would be in the squad that would be yes. him? Yeah. Matt, well, they, they have two options. They have Renshaw, yeah, um, who doesn't open anymore for his state. He bets at five or six. Uh, and they've got, of course, Marcus Marcus Harris. So there's there's not I, I don't think they'll do that. Uh, knowing that David Warner will retire at the end of the SCG test against yeah. Pakistan later this year or early next year, sorry. I think they'll just let him go. David Warner's a funny one, isn't he? Because he's yeah. a little bit of a pantomime villain, I think, in yeah. uh, in England. Obviously, sandpaper gate, you get yeah. a lot of English fans calling Smith and Warner cheats and what mm. have you and, and whatever. But yeah. um, I think he's he's ultimately going to be... Uh, uh, when you watch the TV and Ricky Ponting comes on now yeah. and um, a lot of England's, uh, English fans really like listening to Ponting. And like yep. seeing him on the TV coverage, and they, you almost have to pinch yourself because you kind of trained a little bit as English mm-hmm. people. I'm sure it's the same for Australia against English, uh, England players. And um, you train to almost kind of trying to dislike them because you and you kind of certain things they yeah. do annoy you. Yeah. Um, and yes. when you saw when you saw Ponting run out at Trent Bridge in 2005, <laughs> he's ranting, "Shut up, you Aussie!" and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. but the um, you actually realise when you actually get to meet them in the flesh. I met Ricky Ponting. Yeah. Um, obviously worked with Jason Gillespie there's been a few Australians I've, I've had the uh, genuine pleasure of meeting and they're actually really nice guys and uh, the same is true I would imagine of, uh, in, in reverse but obviously for the next five or six weeks you're Australians and you're going to get beaten well it's the same thing with Stuart Broad public enemy always been number one um, you know the walk non walk decision mm. um, stirring I up the crowd still, I still don't know why he did that because it's so <laughs> anyway. Oh, they're just 
Yeah, I, I think Bumble's uh, commentary uh, summed that up pretty, uh, pretty perfectly that day. Um, I, I was going to say, though, at the end of the Warner stuff, um, I lost my train of thought for a second. I'm actually going to really miss him. When, he, yeah. when he's actually hung his boots up and he's not going to be playing test cricket anymore because no. he just provides that extra dimension, that little kind of bit of pantomime when he walks in, gets booed. He will do again That's this it. summer. Um, but That's I, you know, I've seen a few more interviews with him um, recently yeah. and he actually comes across as quite a decent bloke, I think, actually. And I think yeah. uh, he's going to be another one of those that um, maybe in 10 years' time, five years' time, whatever, um, the English public will probably um, say, oh, he's actually quite a nice bloke, this David Warner. He, he, still, he still gets stick from the media. There's a perception in Australia that he owes the Australian public something. He owes the Australian public nothing. Absolutely nothing. Neither does Steve Smith. Um, I mean, he does, because what they did was wrong. But they no, served, of course. They served they've paid time. for that. They've, they've yeah. paid for that. They they've, served their time they served, and they served longer yeah. time than probably they arguably should have yeah. done as well. Yeah. But what does, um, in terms of the way the Aussies look at it, are David Warner and Steve Smith treated the same way? Do they get level amounts of hostility and um, defence, or do they? Is, is Warner singled out? No. What, when it comes to those two, there's a bit more love for Steve Smith. Yeah. Why is uh, that? And I, 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 I think that's got to do a little bit with his batting, with his, with his ability. I mean, I suppose um, Warner was a little bit more hands-on with the decision-making yeah. and the um, yeah, yeah. practice that day. But yeah. I, I think they both. I think. I, I mean, what what happened, Lucas? In my mind, um, was that Australia got a little bit too big for their boots and a little bit too sledgy and a little bit too arrogant when it came to um, how they were playing their cricket at the time. I think there was a lot of teams, including yeah. England, who were doing stuff to yeah. to cricket balls. But when Australia no. got, when when Australia got caught out doing it, I think the world thought you've got your comeuppance there because you've been a bit of a you've been a bit um, dickish for the last few years. I'll address it because I know this is going on your podcast. I hope you keep this on your podcast. I've always said this. I, I'll be judging that. Okay. Leading up to that test match and to that series, uh, as you know, they bet they bet England 4-0 in the Ashes. Every man in their dog was saying, right, you've bet England. When are you going to start doing it away from home? Now, remember in that series in South Africa, they won the first test. Everybody was going, yeah, they're, they're finally doing it on their own away. Because for a long time, James, they got bet up by Bangladesh for crying out loud. They lost that, they drew that series 1 1. I understand England's also lost to Bangladesh. But that, that's, that pissed off a lot of people the, the day they lost to Bangladesh. Then they got rolled in India. Then they got rolled in Sri Lanka. They won in England. No one, obviously, we cared. But the third test match, when Australia won that third test match, Steve Smith was getting questions about an away series and, and Steve Smith was saying, well, hang on, let's just finish the Ashes. So there was a lot of pressure. They won that first test in South Africa. They lost the first, the second test in South Africa quite convincingly. Uh, the third test, we, we all know what happened there. So I think, I think the pressure got to them. I don't, I'm not excusing what they did, but I think David Warner and Steve Smith did did a terrible thing while trying to do the right thing. They loved their country that much. They were willing to do anything to win. And unfortunately, they crossed a massive line. Ooh. My God, did they pay the price. Ooh. But, but I, was, I they, was with you until you just said that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, we don't condone what they did, but they loved their country that much. They were willing to do anything. And the pressure of winning an away series. And at that time, South Africa in South Africa were, 
were dynamite. They were brilliant. Phil Lander, Morka, A.B. de Villiers, Morka Morkel. And the wheels completely fell off after that second test. We know what they did in the third test, fourth test, irrelevant because they went home. But the pressure was, I think the pressure got to them way too much and they were willing to do anything to win that series and shut up critics, media journalists. And then we all know what happened. It just went tips up. So that that's my perception. I've always stuck with that. I always believe in that. Now, whether who else was involved, I don't have an opinion on that. My my opinion on that has been, I don't have an opinion on that, but I think more players do know. I won't get into that. Um, oh, they are, I think, of course they do. Of course they do. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, um, I agree and admire 99% of what you just said, but I think the love your country stuff, so therefore we'll cheat. I mean, I know you said you don't condone that, but there's just no, no excuse for that. You've got to love yeah. cricket as well, and, yeah. and you, and you yeah. betray it. Every time you cheat, yeah. you betray cricket, and uh, no, course, th- yeah. therefore, therefore you got your comeuppance. Yeah. But for people who yeah. are, anybody watching yeah. this is going to the ashes that's thinking, I'm going to go out and buy some sandpaper, I'm going to boo David Warner. Yeah. Surely yeah. we've got to the end of that now, haven't we? I yeah. mean, how long ago was that? It's, yeah. it's just, um, they've done their time... Come on, let's get on with the cricket. Let's yeah. just let's enjoy no. the Ashes series without all of the booing. We don't need to boo. No, the I I agree. So if anyone's listening, listening to this or watching this, is that's the only time I'll ever address what happened in South Africa. Um, so good luck with that, James. We'll wrap this show up. Uh, oh, predictions. He's going to win the. He's going to win the first test. I made my predictions the other day, but I've got the World Test Championship wrong, so my summer's already in, in disarray when it comes to my. <laughs> you did. You picked India, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> But then, then Lucas, you see you're laughing, but uh, I picked Australia to beat England 3-1. So yeah. if I've got that wrong, England 3-1, that's the prediction. Mm-hmm. I think they will win, or the, of course they'll win this test this test match, of course. I can't say no to that. My bias within me uh, can never agree to that, but I think they'll win this series 4-1. I think it'll be very easily. Who? But we will get 4-1. Who? Who Australia. Australia. Okay. I think... I, I think I'm going 3-1 yeah. England. We're going to go 4-1 Australia. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we will get you back after the first test, James, but we'll wrap up the show. But it is it was a pleasure to review the uh, World Test Championship and the Ashes and talk about the the racism stuff at Yorkshire. So we do appreciate that. Um, so thank you, James, on the Cricket Badger podcast. Listen to that weekly shows from James Butler and uh, you can add him on Twitter, the Cricket Badger and LucasR32Sky. Um, James, thank you for doing this uh, long review with me. Always, always a pleasure. This on the Cricket Budget podcast, this might have to come out in two parts. I think we were gassed on for hours. <laughs> it's what the Ashes does to us, James. I swear. If this was any other series, it'd be over in half an hour. But did you realise uh, when we started this Ashes um, preview, it was a preview? Now it's a review because it's been played since yeah. we've been talking. <laughs> Taking us seven well, weeks. Well, well, the time we the time we'll get it out, the series will be over, and you'll be on the way to India. No, but thank you, James. Um, appreciate that. And uh, we will see you at the end of the first test match. And let's hope for Australia's sake, I will be laughing because I will be. I do not want to have a reaction like this. And in a world of depression, James. This will uh, be good for watching this, but this will be Lucas. This will be Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> now, that actually might be might be right. Um, and uh, that would be embarrassing. So, Australia, do not do that to me. Because I actually... I actually believe that we will win this series very well. And I actually want to see Australia win a series in England for, for the first time in 25 years. Please. Oh, Lucas, um, you've really set yourself up here, haven't you? You've really set uh, yourself up. Sports Social Podcast Network.